There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, guys, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you are new here and you want to take action on how to get a job without a college degree or you are old here, you have been listening for quite some time and the last episode you found to be really useful and you're just kind of wondering how to go ahead and take action on that, please check out our website at degreefreenetwork.com. We do have a guide on there that will teach you how to get a job without a college degree. Um, And then if you have not already, please like and subscribe to support the podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, let's just get into today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about how to negotiate uh, remote work with your job. It seems like a lot of people are kind of coming to coming to grips with this now because quite a few people do not want to go back into the office and there does seem to be a bit of a a bit of a stalemate between some offices and their employees. So they're uniquely positioned to negotiate now before they go back in or to negotiate themselves out of the office if they are unhappy after they've gone back in. Um, And I think that uh, the reason we're doing today's episode is because Ryan actually did this and he did it years ago and he did it with a boss who was not open to remote work. So he has some really good uh, views and experience on this. So I think we're just going to ask him about that today. And I'm going to have him tell you all how he did that and what tactics he used so that you can do the same thing, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I. you know, it's funny is um, life is crazy in that, you know, everybody does so many things in life. And I forgot that I had done this until... I think I was just talking to somebody recently and I was like, oh yeah, I, I negotiated a remote work or, you know, work from home or whatever you want to call it, um, years ago. And, you know, looking back on it, I think it was like 2015, 2016. Um, so not like that long ago. It was a while ago though. Right. And working from home wasn't as prevalent back then as it, as it is now. Definitely. Um, the technology was pretty much there for every, for everything, but, um, yeah, definitely not as we didn't have zoom back then, or at least I didn't, I wasn't aware that zoom existed back then. No zoom, no teams. Yeah. Um, but so just to kind of give you a little backstory in 2015, 2016, I was working as an accountant in, um, California at a place that had about 50 employees or so. It was all, it was all people that worked in office. There was no remote work or work from home employees. In fact, my boss at the time, we'll call him Bob. Um, Bob specifically said that he had had a remote work set up before. And while it didn't, while it wasn't terrible, he just didn't want to go back to it just because he liked the 
control of having people in in house, especially my department. Um, I was an accountant. I was junior to the CPA that we had in house. So it was just the accounting department was just me and this lady. And he just wanted to make sure that whenever he wanted, he could meet with us, right? Ask us questions because it's an important part of the business, right? The money, where is it going? How is it, how is it getting there? And so it was, um, it was interesting the way that I had come to asking for remote work was I was actually leaving. I was actually moving my life and I was moving to New York and it was time for me to move. I was moving regardless of whether or not I could keep the job or not. And I remember talking to you at the time and I was just like, well, I'll just quit, you know, like I'll just quit. And then in New York, I'll just, I'll just go find something else. Right. How much do you think that your willingness to quit really played into the power dynamic of this too? Because it kind of left you holding all the cards since you were willing to just leave. Kind of. I think it was a. I think it was a lot. I guess, but I was holding all the cards. I'll go into it. I'll go into it. Um, I felt like I had set the cards in my favor prior to ever asking, and and I think that that's exactly what people need to do today and always, right? So I will say that I definitely prepared myself for the conversation. There was a book and I'm sure a lot of people have read it. I'm sure a lot of people haven't read it. Some people have heard of it, Uh, but there's a book, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. And I, I mean, I read it years before that, but I specifically remember in the, you know, towards the end of the book or towards the middle of the book, there's a chapter on basically like removing yourself from the job or removing yourself from the location. And um, so he specifically talks about how to negotiate a work from home or a work, a remote work system or situation. Situation. Sure. Yeah. And um, so I definitely use that as a playbook. Like definitely, definitely, definitely. So I'm going to kind of go over from memory, I haven't read it in a while, but I'm going to kind of go over what I, what I told him and um, what he said to me. So back then, I had only been working for the company for about five months, so not very long. But what I did have going for me was that in that five months, I was able to, along with my senior partner, we were able to take a very manual process that we were doing and we were able to automate it. And now that automation still needed oversight and that oversight needed to be done by me because I was the only person that knew how to do it because I... You designed the automation. Made it, right. So the thing that I automated, it didn't really move the company forward. It wasn't making us any money but it saved us a lot of time. So I automated this thing. It was super important. And I was the only person that had the time or the know-how to do it because my senior partner, while she could have done it, that's not what she gets paid to do, right? And that's what I get paid to do. And so 
I kind of knew that already, but because I had only been working there for five months or whatever it was, four to six, whatever it was, I I didn't feel very confident about it. But I used, like I said, I used the playbook from the four hour work week to go and talk to him about it. And so the first thing when I sat down with Bob, I said, look, I'm, I led with, I'm leaving, right? And this is going to be different from everybody else, right? Because you might not be leaving the company. You might just want to work from home. But I said, I'm physically leaving this space because I'm moving to New York. That being said, I love working for this company. I love working for you. And I like the problems that we solve every day. And then I came armed with the benefits that I can provide remotely and how much money it's going to cost him to retrain somebody because I was the only person that did my job. And so they would have had to hire another accountant and train them up. And I didn't have the time to train them because I was leaving. And that's a major, that's a major cost. Right. And so I said, I said, look, there's nothing that I do in my day-to-day job that I can't do remotely. Which was true. It was very true. Because you work on a computer. My job, my job was to stare at spreadsheets. That was my job. It was my entire job. Look at the back end of our of our point of sale system. Look at spreadsheets. Do some analysis. That was it. You know, I had meetings and stuff like that. But will we come to find out later in the story that obviously those meetings did not need to be held in person? And I said, you know, I created this system. Look at everything that I've done. And as of right now, my partner Jill. She has her hands full doing whatever it is that she does. And I'm the only one that can take care of these five tasks. And I had every single task that I did, that I solely did, laid out. And I said, I know how long it takes and I know how expensive it is to train somebody because, well, I ran the payroll. You know, I ran the payroll and I, and it took me months to get trained. And then I said, it's going to take months for this person to get trained and it's going to cost you a lot of money because all the time you're going to have to probably do all of this stuff yourself because Jill is busy or Jill will have to do it. And now Jill's work's not getting done. Mm. And that's, you're showing your, your value proposition. Right. And I was showing him, I was laying out, here's the things that I do and here's why I'm important. And here's why you should keep me on. Here's how much money you will save. You basically gave him a math problem that you'd already solved. Right. And I'm just slowly building my case. And he's listening, right? I mean, at that time, he he's not super thrilled that I'm leaving. But I will say, he's, in his defense, Bob was very nice. Um, very. He was a very good good guy. Yep. He's a great good, guy. Good dude. Yeah. He was, a, he, was a, he was a great guy. And he was excited for my next... Um, step in my life and in our life and all all that stuff and so but in the end you know he runs a business and I work for him so we need to figure it out so after 
the 15 minutes or so of me laying it out saying, here are the five tasks that I do that nobody else does. Here's how long it took me to learn this job. Here's how long it's probably going to take somebody else to learn this job and look at all that money. I can do this job from afar. And then he sat back and he said, he thought about it and he's just like, okay, well, what is that going to look like? And I said, oh, okay. Luckily I had prepared. I had prepared what it should look like. And I think that that's what everybody should do, right? Is when they're asked that or when they come when they come to their boss with it, they have an idea of what it could look like. And so, like I said, Bob liked to have me and Jill in the office because he liked to be able to have control over whether or not, if something went wrong with the money, he'd like to be able to just get on the phone, call us up to the office, and then we go and we figure it out, right? There's something wrong with the numbers, Let's let let's figure this out, right? And so, routinely, he would call us. He call us up, drop everything you're doing, and we go up there for like a two hour meeting. You know, and that's just kind of the guy he was. He was an interesting, interesting man. Yeah, and I think it was he like liked things done the way he liked them done. Yeah, and I think it was like super. You know, this is a little bit of side note. I think it was super inefficient. I think it was like really ridiculous. Like cause sometimes, and I do this too. Now that I own a now that I own a business myself, but like we're talking like an error of like sometimes I don't man I I don't know if it was like to the penny or what like if, if it was like sometimes we wow yeah it was like forty nine cents we're missing or something like that and we should be able to account for it sure sure that being said I mean you know this it's the man's money but yeah right. That being said, but his time is worth more than 49 cents. Right. I mean, this business did millions of dollars in revenue a year. We had hundreds of thousands of dollars of expenses a month. And here we are having a two meeting to find 49 cents. You know what I mean? I'm just like, Bob, this is a rounding error. What are we doing? And anyway, so with that being said, I was like, okay, the way that we run it now, you like to have us, I acknowledge it. You like to have us here. You, you want to have control over that. I propose in order to save all of us a lot of time and to make it more regimented, I say that we do a meeting every Tuesday and Thursday. We just have a standing meeting in everybody's schedule. Tuesday, Thursday, we have a one-hour meeting and we and we go over whatever it is that we have to go over for the week and then, you know, uh, for that next for the next day too. And and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, well, every other day, every other time, I don't need to coordinate with him because my senior counterpart is still on property, right? Still on property, still on campus. And my I will just have, I will just be in contact with my senior every day, right? And he's like, okay. So what was different about what had to happen, which is amazed me more why this, why he said yes to this, was that the hierarchy changed when when I became a remote worker because it was although Jill was my senior she got paid more money than me it was very flat you were equals we were equals yes 
we were equals. So although we collaborated on certain things, we had different jobs, but we all went to Bob. We both went to Bob to ask for approvals and get things done and whatever. Which is interesting because what you did actually was you forced him to delegate authority. So really she became your manager. Yes. So Uh, with what happened in my, in my remote work, um, you made the accounting department more efficient. <laughs> right, yeah. What happened with my remote work setup was that actually Jill got a promotion in title, mm-hmm. in title. Mm-hmm. She got a uh, promotion and she did, she did to skip ahead to the end of the story. She did end up getting a promotion, promotion, promotion. She ended up becoming um, the CIO. So, oh wow, yeah. So, um, but anyway, the I digress. What I said was that I had already talked to Jill ahead of time, and I and I asked Jill. I said, "Look, I think the only way that this is going to work is that if if I do if I am under you, and I what is it called like directed or I am you are yeah you supervise me right I'm directly yeah, she's your supervisor yeah she's my supervisor." But like the only way this is going to work because Bob doesn't have the time of day. Not like how, not like I can't run to Bob for all these approvals, like how I do 10 times up and down, up and down, up and down to go, you know, because we, we were on different floors. Which he had a lot of other stuff to do. So yeah. I'm sure it actually ended up helping him out a lot. Right. But I was, I was like, I need your, like, like, I need your approval on this. I need your approval on that. And like, he, he would have approved. He didn't need, he, didn't, he just needed to let somebody else approve things. Right. He didn't need, to be involved with those things. And I knew that she knew that. And so she said, yeah, that's no problem. I think that that's the way that it should be anyway. And so I said, okay. So with Jill on board, I was able to talk to Bob and say, well, I've spoken to Jill already. And I think the way that it's going to work is three of us have a standing meeting Tuesdays and Thursdays at two o'clock or whatever it was. And I, the rest of the days I report directly to Jill and her and I, we already have a good flow. We've been working together for five months every day, sitting back to back. And you did get along well. Yeah. We already have a good rapport and we'll get all the work done just like how we normally do. And he sat back and he thought about it. And long story short, he he said, okay. He said, okay, with the caveat that we can, fi- we can finish this at any time, right? And I wish- like If I fire you, it's fine. Exactly. And I wish that I had thought of that, right? I think Tim Ferriss talks about it in his book in the four hour work week that you can just, if, if you're willing to suggest a trial period, then suggest it. But I think I just, in the moment, I just kind of blanked on a bunch of things. Well, it was impressive that you pulled this off. It was the first time you ever did it. Yeah. So it was very impressive and it was way before remote work was common. So this was like a trailblazing thing that you did. Yeah. You know? At least for us. Yeah. I mean, for me, it definitely was. I think for a lot of people, especially at that time, it yeah. was very uncommon. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so then he said, okay, okay, Ryan, you know, honestly, that sounds good. You're right. 
you know, he, he agreed with me because all my points were true. And so he said on a trial period, we can do it. And so he bought me a laptop. I loaded it with whatever I needed to load it with. A few weeks later, I was, I was in New York. Yep. And, you know, fast forward to the end of the story. I ended up working for that company for another year and a half. You more than doubled the employment time, your your longevity with that company because of your ask. Yeah. I ended up working for that company for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the only reason why I stopped working for that company is because I worked myself out of a job. And you told them that. Yeah. It was it, to do a little side story just to give closure for everybody. You know, I, towards the end of it, I had automated the system. I had improved the system more and more to the point where I wasn't necessary, where it was almost, it was very easy to train other people on. It was very easy to train other people on the couple of other things that I did that only I did in the company. Well, you simplified it to the point where an admin assistant took over your responsibilities, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was that. It was that easy. Uh, it was that easy at the time that I left, and so it was amicable. Yeah. It was very good. It was a very good parting. Yeah. It was yeah. very good because I, I told you, you don't need me, and he was like, Yeah, I don't. I was like, yeah. I was like All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so that felt good. It felt good. To, I mean, it felt good to work myself over a job. You know, that yeah. was nice. He got what he needed, and you got what you needed. Yeah. 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 Nice to part that way nowadays too. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But. So to bring it to bring it back to negotiating the remote work, right? So um, we're gonna want to. This is all with the caveat that you have to have your ducks in a row. Yeah, uh, definitely. Just to start, you have to not be a shitty employee. You have to be a good employee. You can't be crappy. You have to be good. You have to at least be a good employee so that you can even make this case. Yeah, you have to. You have to be a good employee. Otherwise. I mean, not have to, but it's going to be, you're fighting an uphill battle if you're not, right? Because you have to convince this person that, well... That already doesn't really think you're doing that great of a job. Right, exactly. To give you something that you want slash need. Exactly. Yeah. And the the biggest thing after that, if you do have your ducks in a row, if you are a good employee, figure out what it is that you bring to the team that nobody else brings. And figure out Figure out the benefits that would happen if you work remotely, right? For the company first and and your team. Obviously, obviously all for the company. Yeah. Not for yourself at all. Yeah. I mean, they don't care. So it, de- it depends on the company. Like if, if it's something that would allow you to remain with a company longer, that is something that it benefits you, but it also benefits them if they want to keep you. Yeah, but that's what I'm, what I'm more talking about is like, yeah, but then like, for example, one of the exactly in the same thing in this job in california i literally drove in traffic for three hours every day to get to work it was crazy i had to or maybe three and a half hours every day when i was working regular nine to five i had to halfway through my five months of being there like two and a half months in after i had solidified myself i had to go to bob and be like bob can i can i start working at seven and work till three because instead of because now that i miss traffic I was able to shave an hour down on my commute. 
So I had to move my work schedule from seven three in order to improve my life. But that's not a benefit that I went and brought to Bob when I was like, yeah, I can, if I work from home, if I work remotely, I can save two hours, three hours of my life. That's not a benefit. That doesn't benefit them at all. And so that's what I'm talking about. Like think company focused. Do you think that asking that before, because how long was it until you asked him that when you were, since you were working, you worked there five and a half months. When did you ask him? Yeah, I said two and a half. So two and a half months in, you asked for that? Yeah. Do you think that asking that and having him say yes to you also helped him say yes to you again the second time? Yeah, definitely. Probably. I don't see how it couldn't have. I'm glad that I thought about it so I could bring it up. I had already asked him to alter my schedule once and he obliged. And so you had one yes under your belt already. Right. Do you think people should try to do that first? Yes. Like ask for it, literally just ask for them to shift their their work schedule one hour one way or the other. Yeah, I mean that 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 could be something. I think I think if you have a strong enough case and so let's bring it, let's bring it to today. If you do not have a work from home or a work remotely set up now, then I don't think that you could ask for them. I think you should just go for the whole meat and potatoes. Just, just do it. I think you should do it. If you have a, if you have a g- good enough argument for why you should, you should just give it a try. But I understand why some people would want to maybe try to alter their schedule first. And just tip their foot out on the ice before they jump. Exactly. Because especially if you don't plan on quitting. Yeah. Especially if you don't plan on quitting and you've never asked for something like that before. Because even even though I had asked to move my schedule from seven to three instead of nine to five, I was still scared when I went, when I went into Bob's office. I was still terrified. But the alternative was that I moved without a job. Right. Right. So it was worth it at that point. Right. And so I think lining up and being able to list the few things that you do and only you do and then the benefits of working from home, whether that's going to save them money, right? Because they're giving you a, a, a lot of companies give like uh, transportation stipends and you're like, I'm, I'm not, I don't need that anymore. They sacrifice low things on the totem pole to get it. If yeah. you have to, if you're a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, like if you live in a city, a lot of places give you like, um, the building parking for free or they'll give you like $300 a month to pay for the pay for the parking be like mm. you can here's the amount of money that you're saving on all these things that's a good example right and that's the type of benefit that the company can get out of you one of the other things and I think Tim Ferriss talks about it is sick days and um I can't. Oh I no! Need to it's read um. It. It's that it reduces sick days because it does. People people don't use as many sick days when they work from home. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They, they just don't. Why? Because a lot of times, if you're an adult, you can work when you're sick if you're home. Right. Like you have a cough, but if you just get you on a Zoom meeting, you're not spreading it to anyone, and you can you can get yourself up enough to like do a little bit of work, right? Definitely. Most of the time. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So it saves them, it saves them labor. Like they get more labor out of you, really. Right. And then after that, 
you're going to want to have an idea of what it's going to look like. So like for me, I'm glad that I had done some thinking about it prior because then I could tell him exactly like, look, I've already asked Jill that this is how the company structure is going to look after I leave. After I work remotely, this is how it's going to look. And it looked completely different because before it was Bob and then Jill and I were right at the same level. And then when I left, I was underneath Jill. And But because I put that thought into it and because I had those dominoes set up, I could show him and all, all they had to do was push him over and, and they fell, mm. right? And so having an idea of what it's going to look like in execution, if that, especially if they don't have a remote work team already. I think too, another thing that you did that was key um, was getting the opt-in from your the person who would be in charge of you. Um, just saying, hey, if I were to ask this, would you be okay with doing this or changing your work in this way? And I could see that being high risk, high reward in that the boss may think that you're kind of undermining them. But I think most people would perceive that as you're considerate enough to say you ask somebody else or inform somebody else, your superior, as you're supposed to, that I'm going to take this action. This is how it may impact you and got them to opt in too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like I- a respected, trusted senior member of your team it was the only way it worked yeah it was the only way that he would have allowed it to work because like i said before it was constant 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 if it wasn't a meeting it was just go up go upstairs for uh, for small approval go upstairs for a small approval and when i negotiated work from home that eliminated all of the approvals that i needed from him and i delegated it to her so huge monumental shift of how things were done. But Operational it, shift, yeah. yeah. But we made it happen. What I didn't do, which I wish I did, I mean, it worked out either way, but suggesting a trial period is could be huge, right? Especially if you're going to stay in the town, right? Uh, but I did it, in, even though I moved all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, he brought it up, but, you know, we did it. And it was just, I was okay. And I really was okay with, if he let me go, I'd be okay with it. It is what it is, right? But if you if you are not going to leave and you just would rather work from home or work remotely and you just be like, look, can we try out the month of January? Can we, when the new year, when the new year arrives, can we try out the month of January where I stay from, when I stay at home and work from home that whole month. And if not, if they say no to that, maybe you try to negotiate down to a hybrid where you say Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work from home, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I come to the office and let's see how that works. Yeah. And they might say yes to that, right? That's a little bit more of a reasonable ask. Like, all right, yeah, let's, that, I, don't, I don't see a problem with that. Let's try that. I think... It, when it needs to be said, we need to be talk about it because of what's going on in the world right now with COVID. I think, you know, a lot of people have been working remotely for the past year and a half, right? A little people over, have gotten very used to it. Over a year and a half. And now people are asking them to come back to the office. And they don't want to go. And they don't want to go. I think it's going to be easier for you to convince them to stay remote. 
I think that there's a very strong case to do so before you've gone back into the office, especially, especially if you know that your performance has not suffered or in has even in a incremental way gone up. Right. Cause you could just say, well, you know, I performing better because I'm working from home. I'd like to keep working from home. It's difficult for them to make the case that you should come back in when you've done the same or better as you were doing before. That, that's a hard case for them to make, you know, even even if it's policy, understand that a policy too, like a workplace policy is just a suggestion. If you negotiate around it, you negotiate around it and don't feel bad doing so. Yeah, definitely. And I think you, this is all said that you, you did do a good job while working from home. It, if you are a crappy employee who has not been doing your work, do not ask this. They will fire you. Yeah. Well, maybe they won't fire you, but I mean... <laughs> but they're going to want to. Don't be surprised that they're like, no... They don't take that well. No, you're coming back into the office. Why? Be like, why? I mean, like, pull up reports because of your Because you need adult supervision. Right. You look at your productivity and it's like way down. Like, All right. All right. That's fair enough. Yeah. I guess I'll go back in. Yeah. But if but if you can prove... if And I think... And I think when it's time to have that discussion with your boss, I think you do exactly the same thing that I that I said, which is you 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 outline why the company benefits. Here's what I do. Here are the company benefits. Here's what it could look like, and let's let's try to keep doing it. Maybe for Q1 and Q2 of next year, mm-hmm. and just see what they say. If not, negotiate down to a hybrid. Yep. Right. And I think that that it's it's as simple as that. It's that simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Say, but it's simple. Yeah. Right. The last thing that I wanted to talk about today is just um, it's a it's very commonplace to work from home now, but still a lot of people haven't done it, and a lot of people think that working from home is the dream, right? And in a lot of ways, it's way better, right? But in a lot of ways, it's also a lot crappier. It's hard if you don't already have a good social fabric of people like from your family or your church or like a group of friends that you already have. Right. Yeah. Make sure you're getting community from somewhere. You need... Join a gym, join a sport, do something. One of the biggest things that I struggled with with working um, from home or working remotely was that aspect of it. I didn't have community around me and I didn't have, I didn't have friends or anything like that. And so my interactions with the people were very, very limited. And so it was very easy to like get depressed or... You, you kind of cur- turn into a cave troll. Like not you, but just people in general. Yeah, when not, you Not wanting to go out, things like that. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that if you've never worked from home before, and this is really, this is more for them, but just having things set up in your life outside of work. So after you're done with work, you get off at five or whatever, you... You have somewhere to go or something to do. Something to do, friends to see, family to see, play with the kids, something. And that will help keep you sane. Yeah. Ideally, what what we had to learn the hard way and what I had to learn the hard way because I was... Uh, I was working remotely before you were working years before you were working yeah. remotely. And, um, but at the time, you know, now Hannah and I, we live in a house, right. And we, we pretty much are going to live in houses, but alone, right. At the time we had roommates, 
Well, we basically rented a room. So we just lived in a room. Exactly. That's very oppressive. So for me, working from home, you left you left to go work mm-hmm. every day and I stayed in that room. Yep. And so it was very, very, very not good. Yeah. And because I had no friends, I had no activities to do, I had no money, right? Because we were living we were living in an expensive place. Yeah. And so I would spend eight hours sleeping, eight hours working, 16 plus hours in that room every day. And I think it's super important if you can to try to set up a separate room in your house or go to the library two, three times a week. If you don't have money to go to like a co-working or co, you know, uh, yeah, co-working space, I think even if it does cost a little bit of money, it could help you stay sane. Yeah, very much so. It's worth it. Right. Get out of the get out of the house a little bit. Stretch those legs. Take a walk. Yep. And yeah, I just think that is one of the downsides of work from home. One of the biggest downsides from work from home that exists. Yeah, for sure. Right. And if you don't want to put on pants in the morning, you don't have to put on pants. Nope. And no one's going to tell you to. Right. And, um, you know, I highly suggest you do. Having having not put on pants for like three weeks straight, you know, I highly suggest that you do. But, uh, you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to. And that's... This is true. The beauty and the downfall of it. Yeah. No, that was a good... That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. People should know that. But yeah, I think that that's uh, pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Uh, if you are wanting to know how to get in on this action and uh, get a job that will allow you to work from home or get a job that then you can negotiate how to work from home, then please do go to degreefreenetwork.com. Check out our guide. It's how to get a job without a college degree. That will show you how to go about finding a job without a college degree and getting good work and getting paid. And then make sure, like I said, like and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us and we really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. And um, as always, guys, if you guys like this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review or a thumbs up on uh, YouTube or Rumble or wherever it is that you get our podcasts. Um, If you haven't already, please follow us on social media, Twitter, the following. We'll leave everything in the links below. Um, But yeah, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, Feel free to drop us an email, contact at degreefreenetwork.com. Uh, let us know if you have any questions. Maybe we can make a podcast episode about it. It really helps us out. It helps us uh, come up with content to, to do. Uh, but until next time, guys, aloha.